Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss the final episode of 1899, The Key, written by, of course, Janji Frizzay, directed by her lover, uh, Baron Bo Odar. Did I switch those up? No, I was correct. <laughs> and who was the female and the male in this equation? This was a really good episode. I liked it more so than the penultimate episode. There were certainly some intense moments where the music was going and information was being downloaded and my mind was starting to just explode in different fragmented particles as they decided to do the thing they do best, which is make sure that I'm screaming and throwing things at my screen at the end (laughs) of the season and demanding more. And thus, I I would say this is an accomplishment, an accomplishment for the series. Before we do jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. You can send feedback, not for $18.99, since we do not know when it will be coming back, season two. But when it does, just know that we will be, we will be covering it. But any other show that I'm doing in 2023, blackercouch at gmail.com. I think I got all of the housekeeping out of the way. What is my rating on this episode? I'm going to go with a 9.5. I think that there were some moments where I was just frustrated. <laughs> Mainly because I knew that was all I was going to get on these particular story arcs like the Romero and the the Oleg of it all however I think that it very much came to came to a very satisfying conclusion I understand now what Thenia was saying when she said it's got a black mirror type of feel it certainly does have that We have many notes, so let's get into it. Mora remembers, at least I thought it was Mora, recalling her son, Elliot, who caught a beetle named Alfred and attempted to kidnap said beetle from nature. Mora tells him it's not okay to trap Alfred like that in a prison because he was going to put him in the little little box and I think that is really well done with how we see Alfred being in the box trapped and then we get the metaphor at the end to know that Elliot is Alfred how would I watch him grow though he inquires and she tells him that he can't because That's not okay. (laughs) You have to let him go the same way one day you're going to grow up and I'm going to have to let you go. Except he never grew up. 
is my guess because they keep showing the the grave but they aren't giving us a definite did she condemn her son's consciousness to this nightmare was my question at this moment in the watching Elliot, it turns out, was the one recalling this particular memory, having been left alone with his mother before being told to wake up uh, without his mother. He saw the pyramid in the background, and I still don't get the reference for that landscape. He does, in his grandfather's study, wake to the simulation And his grandfather tells him that your daddy has been telling tales, but knows he left out the whys. And I will say this Elliot turn felt very sudden. It felt as if Elliot knew something. Like I never at any point got the indication Elliot had an independent mind away from his father's. So this, this, uh, This turning, if you will, felt a little off. But I suppose if you're given a very visceral memory, that can alter what you may have already felt there, like the trace decay that they reference in this episode. They don't call it as such, but they did in Westworld. And and you know that's that's my reference point. Elliot approaches the monitors and Henry chastises all of the remaining passengers for choosing their past and or choosing to forget their past. And now they are all stuck in here as well. What do you mean by that? And that's when I put in my notes, unwilling participants, question mark. But these participants all seem to be called to arms by Syrian. But how do we know it's Syrian? Because it says Henry. I don't, man, the mystery. Uh, He tells him your mother has fooled you. She has fooled all of us. And she is the only person that can get us out of here. Mora was staring at that camera like she knew it was there. Right you are, motherfucker. Henry tells Elliot if he's brave enough, he'll show him the truth. And I'm like, or your version of it. Ike and Mara reunite when he finally somehow gets over. (laughs) Did he swim? It didn't look like he was wet. So I'm going to guess he was in a a boat. (laughs) But the way in which they reunited, like there was long lost lovers with everyone very comedically staring on. What kind of bullshit is this? Are you fucking serious? It's even funnier, or maybe just to me, when Ike says, who the hell is that man and where the hell is he? And how did he get me on the Prometheus? Well, he's my husband, and that kid, he's our son. Say what? I felt like someone should have bust out some popcorn, but then I realized there was a language barrier. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? No. While some were probably catching the ins and out of this dialogue, there clearly were a few who did not comprehend English very well. As Mara explains that everything you guys all just felt in your body and 
in your mind <laughs> and experienced isn't real, but a simulation. These aren't learned folks. You can't throw out words like simulation and think that everyone has read a dictionary. Also, this is clearly why everyone should have went down the shaft. Like I said, five episodes ago, seeing is believing poor Ramiro and Toby, no translators for them or, or Jerome. Well, no, Jerome did get a translator in Clement. <laughs> Especially as everyone who can't understand English is beginning, like they, they're looking around. Everyone's got a dawning aspect of uncomfortable feeling. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Why isn't anyone telling me anything? Can someone bust out a whiteboard, please? They all don't remember actually boarding the ship. They all have the same letters. Mara said, I thought this was about me, narcissist. But they all put the letters in the pockets when everything was going down on the ship. They was like, I'm not going to pocket money. <laughs> I'm not going to pocket anything of significance. Vile. <laughs> Vile's for, for the clearly unhealthy man. But yeah, someone wanted them here for some intended purpose. The disgust in Ike's face when he said, your husband, what's his intentions? She says, I think he wants to help. Pans to Daniel playing once again with wires and his controller to his consternation. Fuck shit, pussy ass, motherfucking damn bitch, bitch, damn motherfucking ass, pussy shit, fuck. Henry tells Elliot that the construct of the mind does not allow for memories to be deleted in its entirety. They're woven in the fabric of our self-identity. This is something very familiar with Westworld so I was able to keep up because I know or have at least explored the key core idealism here he uses his keypad to change the landscape and tells him behind the walls of that castle we saw in the opening credits as well when the uh, first season were showing all of those flashes there he will find his truth so the controllers is basically a way in which to to um, manipulate or have power in the simulation. I wonder how that came about, that there was a hierarchy, it would seem. Virginia rightly wonders why they should trust her, considering she is just coming out with all of this knowledge that is a little hard to grasp without some evidence but considering no one else has answers on how we got through a wormhole something i felt like ying lee who no one could understand besides oh yeah virginia could understand why didn't she translate better for her only when she said i want to get on the boat she was like yeah that sounds like a good idea <laughs> but when she was asking questions she could not be bothered but I would be open to suggestions, at least. Jerome, Toby, and Romero couldn't understand a goddamn word to make an informed decision. Clement only gave Jerome half the damn facts. 
everyone leaves because Mara, you sounding like a record with all this. I don't know. Daddy made me forget. <laughs> did he? Did he though? Or did yourself? Sorry, Yingli. I'm not with your, with your mourning of Olek being murdered because he's dead due to your idiocy. Your pain means nothing to me. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't care. Baby in the next life. Ike is the only one left and she pleads for him to believe her. And I'm like, bitch, he got transported from one place to another in a time frame in which teleportation is not a thing. And he went to another ship in which he was transported to that he was also the captain of. What do you mean? Do you believe me? If you're crazy, then we own this train together. How do we find the mental hospital? Indeed. <laughs> As I stated, or maybe I didn't, there were some unintentional or maybe intentional comedic moments in this. The shaft in her room is closed, but looking at the wedding ring, she realizes that we should try Daniel's room and his is open and sure, why not? So down they go. Hold on to your butts, Ike. This might get even more weird. He realizes immediately, even though this must be one of those studio, <laughs> who has a bed in the middle of the room? Y'all ain't got no... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this open space. I have no problems with it. I'm just in America used to seeing, you know, walls between the bedroom and the kitchen and the living room. <laughs> Maybe this whole damn thing is just uh, a bedroom. He knows immediately where they are, though, and wonders eagerly, too, if this actually you being married isn't real. And it's a false memory that your father planted like all the other memories in which you can't recall. <laughs> he wanted that to be the case so bad. She, however, is wondering about the creator and what the logic would be behind all of this. What the design is. She, she, parallels it with a brain because inside the brain memory is connected by neural pathways but stored in differing areas and can be accessed using things like scent i had a thought about a hive mind in some like this is a shared simulation using other people's neural pathways in some capacity and that's where my brain started breaking in this episode. <laughs> and then it just continued on the downward spiral. After breaking the panel, they find a flashlight as if someone created this doorway for themselves. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Daniel finally found what he was looking for. And on the ship, a siren begins to wail. With the corridors turning red, which is awesome. I loved everything about that aesthetic. And the black metallic substance rapidly expands. All the passengers are split 
into pairs with Clément realizing the scientists who might know more than I should have been followed instead of the hothead who didn't catch a word. Back to talks with Grandpa, Henry tells Elliot, even if we delete memories in the simulation, our senses are still reacting to the same triggers. Your mind may not recall what happened in that room, but your body does. Is that room the same room that Mara was in? He has Elliot sit and tells him that your mother is not the prisoner here, but himself before injecting him with a white substance. So I'm guessing the black is deletion, which would explain the black metallic stuff on the boat. Like it's deleting everything. Flashback, he is put strapped into the chair. His mother is the one who put him there. This in an effort to keep him alive. Her husband says, let him go. She says, this is the only way for us to be together, for them to be together. Can we talk about how much Daniel Dolph not protest too hard? Pussy ass bitch. I'm sorry, you want to do what? Some things are just nature, the natural order. And the minute you start fucking with the natural order of things, you are not, you're not sane. <laughs> And I know there's going to be so, so much that one can argue against that in which I would support. I think that's the correlation I was missing from last episode about the awakening, about a mother and what it means to be a mother and a wife versus what it means to pursue knowledge. And that is very much the Mara character. And we see it what she has sacrificed and is willing to sacrifice for said knowledge (laughs) or to, to uh, craft the world in the image in which I, I, I just think there's too much there and we're only beginning to understand it. But you have her father trying to give us a little bit more about the true nature of who Mora is on a on a <laughs> philosophical core level because Elliot rejects the memory as a false one you implanted it but he tells him that your mother at your age found a work on Plato on his desk and while she never fully grasped it at the time she became obsessed with it reading it over and over again and then she got stuck on one particular concept, which was that you can never know if things truly are how they appear. We could be in a slumber, unaware of the true nature of things, that reality isn't as real, but outside of the life of the one that we're living. He told her when she pondered this question, isn't that what God is? The creator of our reality? And if that is so, is the world that God is living in the real world? And I'm really curious here because if Mara is the God in this analogy, well, clearly they are making that comparison and she's living in the reality in which she created, putting herself in the simulation, then erasing her memories 
what is she trying to accomplish? Is she trying to reconnect back to Daniel and their life? Or I'm really, I'm really confused at the motivation still. I don't think it's been fully answered, but he does say this is a dollhouse because if that's the case and God is living in the real world, then everything else in humanity are dolls that he's playing with. Elliot doth protest too much, but uh, he's like, no, your parents are liars. So that explains why Daniel is so good at navigating the simulation since he is the co- the co-designer. I wonder at that too. I was like, uh, <laughs> well, did you have a, I actually wrote that in my notes. What, did you have a previous career as a hacker or an engineer? Uh, how you in charge though and sending agents and shit. That's what I want to know. I want the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Not this half-ass shit. He is putting the remaining passengers through some pretty nightmare scenarios, Daniel is, as he traps them all in differing constructed memories with Romero like, Oh man, not again. Henry realizes Daniel is trying to wake Mara up without giving them the key, trapping them in the simulation forever, which feels rather cruel. Why would he do that to his son unless he is complicit? But it don't feel like he is. Henry knows that Daniel is manipulating the code and wonders what he is trying to hide. He overloads the programming with the virus that allows for certain fan faves to return to lead their significant others away. My guess allowing them to be hijacked out as well, but that didn't seem to be the case. Henry thinks that Daniel is a fool and will destroy the simulation and that if you think all this is coming from love of you dear child think again it's for your mother and his demure response in that flashback would solidify that thinking but there's still 21 minutes left in the episode i wrote at this point but no i think that henry is absolutely right (laughs) while i think he cares about his son he probably loves his son he certainly is more interested in keeping the simulation going more so than stopping it and waking everyone up. And that is what they want to do. Except I don't know if everyone is going to be able to come back to reality. And that's where I'm at with, because I looked around those faces. I didn't see Daniel. Am I mistaken there that I did not see Daniel? Back to broken record starring Mara. (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember i don't know my father took my memory all the passengers are back on the ship and hearing the voices of the dead henry finally starts looking stressed ike starts to wonder if he is following a mad woman for the second time in his life that's mean it's so mean she clearly had postpartum but she also murdered her children when Sebastian shows up disgusted, she hasn't figured it out yet. He demands the key, telling her something is corrupting everything. He watches her reaction to Dead Ike. He's like, I'm sorry, Captain. 
And he disables him because he's not really dead. With code intrigue before telling her to come, your father is waiting for you. She is brought in. She asks after Elliot, who can only whimper as Henry tells her, he knows what you did to him. What did I do to you? We need to have a talk about how there are seekers and avoiders in this world. And we need to do it with you strapped to a chair. (laughs) And we realize that the memory she's been having this entire time has been a repeat of this exact scene, this exact moment. Because the dialogue begins exactly what have you done with my brother? But each time they've been getting to this point in which we find out later has been their attempt to stop her from regaining control. He says Syrian was an avoider and avoidance is bliss as seeking brings nothing but pain. She wanted to get rid of her pain and created nothing but more. And her brother is the last person she should be concerned about. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. He continues letting her know she is the creator. This sick mind game because she says, I'm your daughter. How dare you do something like this to me? It's like, I ain't doing shit to you. Okay. This is you and your husband. You have trapped everyone here, driven by the quest to open every door, jump into every dark void, anything to gain more knowledge. Even her son in the background realizing, finally accepting the reality that holy shit, they've been playing me. Henry only wants to escape as he regrets the monster. His father's cruel too because he let him wake up to this moment time and time again. (sighs) Henry only wants to escape as he regrets the monster he nurtured and is trying to trap her here forever unlike the other many times before in which he regained control keeping everyone in the simulation. So Elliot really was ready to go and leave having switched sides because he brought over the the black like no i don't want you to remember as i had intended all of this time i want you to forget (laughs) uh but daniel switched the code we find out when he finally puts the key into the the what was it called uh the pyramid So my guess is Henry has been playing chess with Elliot this entire time while Mara has no memory or keeps getting her memory erased. He has been utilizing them to get the tools he needs with his other cohorts to be able and he hid his office away even from her. Like he made a backdoor in the simulation for himself in an effort to try to free everyone from this. But time and time again, she's been regaining control and never gets to the point where she actually wakes up. Or because I think I'm going back and forth. Where is she actually going to wake up? But I think that maybe that was Elliot's Elliot's go the entire time, but not necessarily like Daniel wanted her to wake up, 
but for different reasons. I don't know. I don't know. There is still still some gray here. But I do know Daniel switched the code so that when she was injected, like the many times before, this time she was transported to the first construct that they built inside the simulation, which clearly was for Elliot and half expanded as he brushes off the fact that she still can't remember. He tells her Syrian has taken over control of the program since she has been in here and that he changed objects out in the simulation making the pyramid and key useless with Henry while making the wedding band the actual code needed code needed for her to wake up to reality. I think her not having her memory still is a problem because she doesn't know why she's done the things that she's done other than she knows that she's the creator and that she seems because uh, uh, he confirms in this moment because she said her father was a liar and he's like oh no he's stuck in here like everyone else but just rushes it aside like it's no big deal like yeah that's that's a problem that we've been dealing with but there's a bigger problem that you need to deal with asap and that is your brother and things are so much bigger than you know and you need to wake up I would have been like, you need to tell me more. He says he'll always be there. He'll always be here, meaning that he has an investment in keeping the simulation going. So the entire time we're thinking he wants to end the simulation, like, oh, here's the key and you can end the simulation. But really it's, I need you to protect the simulation. I I have a feeling that's where the goal is. And her getting her memory back would probably have something to do with that, except she didn't. And is that intentional or not? She wakes up surrounded by passengers. We know all strapped into some type of metallic cocoon of sorts in suspended animation. I don't know. Her head was attached to a machine She's rocking a short haircut. And then she looks outside and I realize, oh my God, (laughs) they're on a spaceship. (laughs) I swear, I thought that was the greatest pun and it was too good to be true. It was such a good pun. That I didn't actually expect. And I was still on this alien space kick. (laughs) And that's the next thing I thought. I was like, oh my God, they're on an alien spaceship. Uh, Because I've kind of been rewriting the story in my head. (laughs) To suit a trajectory that fits that scenario. But I still was very, very surprised that it was a spaceship. Ships. Ship. It just... It felt, it felt right. See, see, she sees a note that says, may your coffee kick in before reality does. Who put that note right there? Who wrote that? Because it was, it it had tape on it. The ship is called Project Prometheus, a survival mission with 1,423 passengers, 550 crew, 
No, that does not add to 1899. And the date is October 19, 2099. And before you can even process that, she gets a message on the screen from Syrian who says, Hello, sister. Welcome to reality. I got nothing after that because I'm still not fully, not fully done putting up the strings. To, to follow all of the necessary clues. But I do think that's one hell of an ending. I am going to defer over to the feedback because I'm sure we have some thoughts, some opinions, some triumphs. Mimi said that she did call out that the boy was the son. Uh, uncertainty in some episodes ago i'm gonna let you have that if you really just want it (laughs) i told her i'll let uh shy who still needs to listen to run back the tapes and she can she can uh she can put forth the receipts but i'm sure she's gonna be like i knew it it was in the future and i'm like yeah so so did everyone that was not a secret <laughs> we all know tvs did not exist internet did not exist like all those things you were saying that was <laughs> that was true and clarified the minute i saw a flashlight the minute we saw tvs uh we definitely knew we definitely knew it had to be not 1899 we didn't know how far in the future was but we certainly knew it wasn't the date in which they were presenting us oh she's like let her have her wins all right then all right so let's hop into the feedback What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for the season finale of 1899. Don't look at the time. Mind your business. Anyway, um, I was just trying to get my thoughts together, but I, I don't think I have any thoughts. I gotta just say what I'm feeling. Like, I'm shooketh. <laughs> I was absolutely a thousand percent not expecting this. I thought we were going to, I guess in my mind, when Daniel woke her up and she woke up with, you know, the gown on in the dreamscape construct that, you know, Daniel had sent her to. I thought that was going to be the end. And I thought like it was going to end there. I thought maybe when he was like, oh, you got to wake up. Um, And he's like, will you be there? And then it went black. I was like, I thought that was going to be the ending. But then we get the reveal where she wakes up. Her hair's short. She's looking around. And we realize that this lady is in fucking space. 
everybody that was the main characters on the ship, all of the ones that did not jump off, um, not even, you know what? I'm lying because I saw Crestor too. Um, I saw Crestor. So that can't be. I guess the main characters, the ones that we were introduced to in the beginning, the ones we got like, uh, you know, Angel, um, the priest, um, to- Tovin and her family. Um, I didn't see Ada, um, but I saw Tovin. I saw I saw her mom, I'm pretty sure. And I saw Crestor. Um, I'm not sure about the dad, but I know I saw um, Olak, um, Ling Yi and her mom. Um, the pimp lady, the madam, I don't know what her name was. Victoria, I think was her name. Um, Daniel, we saw Daniel. Um, we, we saw like, we're just going around Jerome. I saw him, Lucian, uh, uh, Lucian's wife, Clement, Clement. Um, we saw all them and she was just going around looking and then like, when she she came to when she went to the screen and it was like hello sister welcome to reality um before that we saw like there was 1433 people um and it looked like they it said survivors so i'm thinking that the prometheus is the saving of the last humans on earth because it was 140, uh, 1,400 people, over 1,400 people. So everybody that was on the Prometheus, everybody that's on the ship that I think that we saw, like, from Earth, I'm assuming, it on this ship. I hope that's not true because Jerome was the only black person I saw. <laughs> that would be pretty shitty um, of humanity to leave all the colored folk <laughs> on the on the on earth but i mean that's neither here nor there but um we just you know the mission was to to take you know they're going somewhere we don't really know where but we do know it was october 19th 2099 so it it is really far in the future we're 70 plus years from where we are now it wasn't 1899. I don't know why that was the time period they picked. Um, I also can't, I'm, I'm not understanding why the construct was created. I got the impression that Elliot must have died or he, no, 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 he didn't die yet. He was really sick. Um, so Mara decided she wanted to preserve his mind in this construct and, and then her brother locked everyone in there because you were right about Mara being the creator but like why why did she create this um her and her husband were the creator I started to get the feeling I was like he knew a lot of stuff like he kept knowing how to like what what to use like what wires to plug into that little weird machine what things to push so like it makes sense now that he would be one of the creators but I guess I just wasn't putting all that together in the beginning. But um, like her brother took over it and trapped the father in there. Like, but why? 
like I guess that's my question like what was the reason like he took over it and it's like he's like it's bigger than what you even can imagine like but but why it if it was created for the son okay I understand you created it for your son but like what would be the point of bringing everyone into it and if you can bring people into it what would be the reason that you need to get them out like now they're trapped but you know you guys keep doing the same like you you keep doing the same process over and over again like what is that for is it has something to do with you guys trying to find like you know trying to you know get these group of people on the prometheus the spaceship from one planet to the next is does the ship have something to do with that like are you guys doing constructs to see how people will will act if they will be better people like maybe earth got you know destroyed from war which i wouldn't put it past humanity um we like to do that maybe the planet was dying and you had to get you know so many people off maybe it's something like that like raised by wolves um maybe um this construct was um created on accident maybe she didn't mean to pull people in i there's there's just so many questions that i have um i did like how you know they were all running and then they broke up into groups and then we got to see different groups um you know from uh like i'm trying to think like victoria with to uh tovin um Tovey and then like Clement and Jerome but then when they broke up it was um the priest Romero I think his name was Romero um or Romano I'm pretty sure it was Romero and um uh Ying Li no Ling Ling Yi yeah that's her name Ling Yi because I looked it up um and then, like, she thought she saw Olak, um, and, and, uh, Romeo, the, the priest thought he heard Angel, and they were following the sounds, like, but we got to see them going to different constructs, you know, um, that was very interesting, um, they all didn't die, they ended up, you know, seeing the, you know, this big light at the end of the ship, and they were like, you know, this can't be real, they weren't dead, even though he said once the countdown started and, you know, like it, it ended, everyone would be dead. So that has to be something that's new. I don't know what that means. Like, I just all this, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say because it's just like the the ideas I had going into this finale were like blown the fuck out of the water. So now it's just like, what the fuck? I don't know. I honestly don't even know what to say. Um, I was really sad to see how heartbroken um, Elliot was. But, um, you know, I kind of I'm starting to lean that maybe um, his grandfather wasn't wrong about no matter what, he will always choose her over you. Because I'm starting to think maybe Elliot is not alive. Like maybe he did die and he's not real. Like, 
he can be blinked out of existence because he's not there in real life. We didn't see his body um, when Mara came to. Granted, I mean, if they're if they're in space and these are the last humans, I would assume they would take children, too. So I'm like maybe his body isn't there just because he's not in that chamber. But I'm I just get the feeling that maybe he's not really a whole person like he's not human um he doesn't have a body because he he already passed away and we're just looking at his conscious his um this is his mind um I'm not sure uh, like I said I have so many questions not like there was answers we got a lot of answers but I also have so many questions that I don't I can't give you a very good breakdown of what I'm feeling because my mind is literally all over the place and not to mention I watched the movie and then I had to or I watched the last episode then I had to go see my movie my three-hour avatar movie so like my mind is, is just a little hazy I didn't want to take too long to get this out because I know um, we want to be done with this and maybe I'll think of something later and I could just message you after I listen to your feedback but as of right now, I think that's all I got because it'll just be a bunch of ramblings. Um, I don't know why I'm still up this this late and I should be sleeping, but here we are. Um, so, yep, I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, with your thoughts on the episode. I am just as scatterbrained as you are. I thought it was going to end there as well. I thought it was just going to end and it was going to be them next season figuring out how to get out of the simulation. <laughs> I didn't even think she's going to wake up. I thought the biggest reveal was that they have been doing this over and over again. So I, I like reveals like that that are so layered. I think that the number of passengers is the same as they said in the on the manifest on the prometheus or on the carabas one or the other but i do think that our selected few have been selected for a purpose you're correct and i'm glad that you spotted daniel because i did not granted there were it was really kind of hard to see <laughs> without name tags <laughs> and and uh and you know i needed to see a sweaty face all the grime was off their face so it was really hard to tell with uh and their cleanliness except for toby <laughs> i saw toby and crester too shitty or appropriate uh is the question on why there isn't as many black and brown people we still tokens okay the book is why the year was picked is my guess of the awakening that's why it's 1899 especially when it didn't add up to 1899 i was like that's all i got I didn't get the indication that Syrian trapped them. Um, not saying you're incorrect. I just didn't get that indication. I just thought that it was uh, Mara who seemed to have trapped them in this simulation, including herself, and that Henry has been on a crusade to free them and release them from said simulation. Something that both Mara and Daniel to a more efficient degree. Uh, I think that he was trying to take away her memory. I think her dad took away her memory. And then this entire time, Daniel has been 
trying to wake her up once again. But before she was probably content in this simulation, living out her life back, God only knows how long ago (laughs) uh, in this world. I think the why's behind it and why she created this particular world are questions we don't know yet, but I think that it all originated from her and Daniel as, as co-founder. Actually, I had a very interesting thing, heard an interesting thing about war, but I won't discuss it because it just, (laughs) this point is just going to sound pretentious. (laughs) I think that he did reset it again i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying that's what my interpretation was uh to the remaining passengers is that things were gonna be reset but maybe not (laughs) i really couldn't answer one way or another but that's how i i walked away from that episode thinking when they all went out into the light that they were going to be reset I think that you're absolutely right about Elliot. Uh, I think you're spot on about that prediction. And I think that Mora coming to, coming to some type of, and I think that's where Ike may, may be the, the linchpin to get her to accept that reality the world in which her son died, the world in which he's done all the terrible things that she may have done. (laughs) We don't know that yet, but it certainly feels as if that is the, the person, the, the, the crew, the crux, there we go, uh, of what has precipitated things getting to the point where we are in 2099. And that's all I have to say on the episode and your feedback uh, because I can't, I don't want my brain to hurt any more than it already does. (laughs) So baby Shy can give us some clarity since she got there before the rest of us and had some days to process because I just watched this today and I'm guessing you just recently watched it as well. Uh, she has some insight about the finale. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for the finale, season finale of 1899. And um, full disclosure, um, I watch the episodes back to back, I think six, seven, and eight, right? The eight is the finale. And I gave feedback for six and seven right after I watched, but I needed a minute to process this finale and just not wanting to give feedback without really letting it sit with me and making sure this wasn't just a reactionary um, response to what I saw um, and and all that good stuff. But the downside to that, (laughs) the downside is I intended to send feedback the next day and I did not and now I am just going off of my memory so yeah (laughs) um well I mean I remember the ending I mean I remember in general what happened my feelings on it um specifics I might 
be out of luck. Um, but I will say my overall thoughts, and I don't know, I think I'm in this weird place in life right now to where, um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't have any, I sh- let me just say, I didn't have any expectations because I don't, I mean, half the time I was just seemed like I was playing catch up with the story and trying to, um, just come up with theories and, um, trying to, I guess, you know, get ahead of things, so to speak. And even though I was lost half the time for a while, um, and then when the story started coming together, it was more like, um, what could happen next. And so I don't even remember what I said in my feedback for six and seven, but I will say that I was, I was a little bit disappointed with the how it ended, and what I mean by that is, um, I again I haven't listened to feedback since episode three. I think I think it was episode three, and so I'm not hearing any of the theories and stuff that are being thrown around. Um, so maybe that would have helped me rein it in and have some type of, um, direction and what I was thinking instead of being in this bubble of watching this show and not really getting any outside perspective. So, um, sometimes that helps. Sometimes, um, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. I like listening to you and Mimi's thoughts on things, um, because y'all come from a different perspective a lot of the times, and I enjoy hearing those types of things. Um, But I was disappointed because I felt like, and I could have missed it, and and that's so, so possible. Um, So I'm not dismissing that being, probably being it as well. But I felt like I didn't, like it didn't, it just didn't make sense. I mean, the twist of it all with, you know, it being, she being the creator and um, Elliot, her son being sick and him, her not wanting to accept that. And so her and her husband, Daniel, um, create this stimulation to keep him alive. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I'm, you know, as far as I'm following I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if maybe I'm off on that. Um, but and then they introduced his brother, the brother that she's been trying to find, and maybe that means something like subconsciously he's like taking over, and she knows it. And I don't even know. They didn't even introduce the brother, so they this is it's this this outside character that's you know making things happen that we're not even aware of. Um, And then the dad ended up being not the mastermind behind it, but the one trying to stop her from from rebooting, or they were trying to reboot. I was like, that's I'm like, she, he doesn't want her to reboot so that they can continue to start over and be the puppet masters in this game. They're all like puppets in this game that they're, they've they've created um Mora and Daniel and so it wasn't the dad as i originally thought um 
<clears throat> I don't even think any of my theories <laughs> were near correct on this one. So um, I'm still, and then the end scene when they were in the future and still, it's, it's, I mean, I get it. You, they're trying to keep this thing going and leave us with something to build on for another season. So you don't want to like completely like, cause where do you go from there? If you completely, just like with dark, if you completely tell the story in the first season, there's nothing else to go with. Um, and maybe just like that one, this one has a, I think I mentioned that before it has a season like a three, four season, um, trajectory, but it's like, I'm not, it's just still not making sense to me. Like, who are these people? Why these people? Why were they selected? Are are they, I mean, is it no longer about the mental institution now? But they did have that in common. But then there's this, that gadget that Daniel was using that she took from him and that the other guy, the first mate guy was using too. So I'm like, what is that? Is, I mean, obviously it controls things. Um but it does in different ways. And then I'm like, why would the guy, why would Daniel, I mean, like, I'm like, who is making her forget? And, and then they have to redo it over and over and over. And so if they're in charge, so is it the brother that's ultimately is the one that's wiping her brain and he's having to come back? Because it looks like it's not the dad. So the brother is the mastermind behind the whole thing, but they're also the masterminds because they're saying she's the creator. So there's a lot of questions that I still had. Um, I think that's where the you know some of the disappointment comes from because it's like even though I know that they are you know um, laying down the groundwork for another potential season, I would have I felt like I didn't get as many answers as I would have liked um, for this one. Um, and so it fell short for me. Um, but um, yeah, I did enjoy the season overall. I enjoyed the trying to figure out. I mean, I, I mean, I love mystery. I used to um, read Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys books when I was a kid. So it's always intriguing. I know it. sometimes I get, you know, anxious and I'm ready to learn. But I mean, that's again, I think I said in another feedback, that's part of the draw is a part of you is wanting to know the answers. And so um, that's what keeps you coming back. That's what keeps you reading. That's what keeps you. I mean, if it's not doing that, then it's not doing its job. Um, and so there should be that element of, you know, anxious to know what's going on and ready to find out at the same and a little bit of, you know, at least for me, impatience, but you're still going to go through it because that's part of the fun, part of the journey. Um, so I did enjoy the journey of trying to figure it out and probably being lost. And I'm so anxious to hear what you guys were saying this whole time. Um, so I can, you know, get a laugh at how lost I sound and how my theories were probably so out there, the few that I had and ridiculous now that in hindsight, <laughs> but you know, I had fun. I, I actually am looking forward to season two um, because it just seems so 
like we're gonna go on another crazy one um judging from that end scene um but I don't have anything I mean I probably didn't contribute much to these podcasts <laughs> for regards to my feedback other than constantly saying that I'm lost and confused so um but those were my thoughts those are my feelings those are how I took in the episode so they're genuine so <laughs> there's that um so on that note until next time much love peace and black or magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode and i would like to say i think you have contributed a lot to this podcast uh we all were pretty much the same as far as any theory that we had for the most part could have appropriately fit it really did seem to fall into many slots of where it could be going and because it is only a little stretch of road they gave us it still has a lot of potential of going in many different directions that we don't have the most clarity on I can understand the disappointment uh I think mayhap I don't think I had a, I had a moment. I, I got what you meant though, by, you know, the draw is you want to be engaged to the point that you want more than that you, than you were given. That's how you come back for more seasons and get the audience to support for much longer. So I understand that feeling a hundred percent. I think that in this season, it has, And I think I discussed this last in the penultimate. I could finally draw on the idea in the pace of it is that because it, and I still think it goes back to what I said in season, in episode two as well, the very small space in which you have to tell the story makes things feel far more or less emphasized. And so like Westworld, you do need to be keeping track of all the little things. <laughs> I find and that's why I've been taking nothing but extensive notes. I'm not saying you don't take extensive notes, but you have admitted that you really go in uh, and there's nothing wrong with going in as just a, a straight up viewer. I'm taking it as I get it. I'm not really <laughs> getting out. The, I didn't even go down rabbit holes. It was just more like, paying note to the things that it seems to want me to pay attention to they kept seeing the grave uh clearly that's indication even though it's not confirmed i think i can walk away with the season being like elliot's dead (laughs) he didn't make it whatever happened he did not make it whatever happen with Mora even though I don't have those little things the bigger takeaway is she created the hell in which everyone is currently in what that means for the future going forward is where Syrian comes into play because he has changed things from what this originally the simulation was for but we do know at least I walked away knowing that Mora is the creator. She is the God in this scenario, not her father, but she did learn from her father. And I think her father is playing defense against her. 
And they kind of brought this up in the dialogue when they talked about the the relation, how she mentioned the relationship. Because it's funny how she can recall some things, but she can't other things. Like, I can't remember anything about having a life with Daniel and my son and all of that and creating this the simulation. But I can remember that my father did something to me. And I think that part was true. I think that she created the simulation. She was in control for a very long time. And then her father or her brother at some point wanted to unlock what's going on in a different way and take the rest of the control away from her. And so whether it's in cahoots or not with the brother and the father, I would think not since it seems as if the dad is rather dismissive of Syrian and doesn't think too much of him. Uh, she talks about the closeness, like me and my brother were not close. So that means that they were not, they would not be on, even though she's so concerned about him, they would not be on the same page, right? Philosophically, but her and her father was. So these things to me, while yes, I think it soothes all of those frustrations about all the, the, yeah, many, many questions that still really haven't been answered. And I think it can't until we need to get there. Um, I do think that it hasn't been as organic as with Dark. But I also went into Dark far more differently than I walked into 1899. So I was looking for more of the contextualization, contextualization of what the mystery would be. So it's possible that infested my my viewership of the series. But I do think I have a, if not a actual understanding, a general idea of how we got to the simulation part. How we got to how the simulation works, what its purpose seems to be, why they seem to be continuing it. I think that Henry's feelings are his feelings on the matter, but he still isn't against freeing them from this. That feels like a step further. Like <laughs> I was the, the, the master, but you outsmarted outclassed me, but that's also you know, <laughs> the father became someone else and his, his daughter simply learned from him. And if is that a continued thread that they're going to explore in the next season or not? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But that's my thoughts uh, or my rebuttal, I should say. Uh, to your thoughts, I, I totally get where you're coming from especially watching it in a bubble, (laughs) as you stated. And I know that inclination, there are shows that I do just watch in a bubble. And I love it, like Severance, uh, like Interview with the Vampire. Well, that wasn't too much of a bubble. (laughs) But there are other couple, Barry, where I don't know too much about the show and I just kind of go in and I don't really look for, and it's just like, oh, I don't really, I could just be talking a whole bunch of shit, but 
it is a little bit of a differing experience, especially too, if you want to get, you know, you're like, I don't even want anyone to mess. And I know, I know I've dissected. I said, I learned my lesson from Westworld. I've dissected theories before and thus I'm working on and hopefully did better in this season of really only asking questions if the question should be asked, but for the most part, uh, seeing how that theory fits in with what's happening. And as, as stated earlier, I think all the theories that were thrown out were rather valid, valid ones that all could have been plausible. I don't think I had a good grasp on. I think I was basically pacing myself, my questions as they came and throwing out some weird <laughs> create creativity and and uh pulling from these abstract concepts that I'm familiar with and and hoping it leads maybe to the same path that it it did end in with the whole simulation thing I think I was thinking that in or some type of construct I didn't think I said simulation I don't say construct but that's only because they showed me a glitch in the matrix and that's like the the fucking number one <laughs> line from dark that I will never not recall is Jonah being like a glitch in the matrix. So uh, I think m- me and my weird brain also makes those connections a little bit faster. But that certainly does not does not mean that uh, that you were not beneficial. And that you didn't help me uh, and help us go in the right direction. Someone's been sending me messages and I want to be like into it. But at the same time, I'm like, I got things to do. (laughs) And that is where we're going to end our podcast. If you want to send feedback on any other show that we do, blackercouchagema.com. Or you can leave your lingering feelings below. Until next time, peace, hair grease. Black or magic. Get up.